Hello and welcome. This is Connie Reagan-Green from HugeProfitsTinyList.com, and welcome to another of our podcast series. Today, we have the remarkable Jason Fladlin with us. Welcome, Jason. Hey, Connie. It's so great to have you here. I've followed you for a few years. I've only been online you know, since 2006, and I know you were already doing things way before that. So could you share a little bit about how you got started doing things on the Internet yeah. when you were just a teenager? Well, um, I actually didn't really get into Internet marketing until 2007, but uh, I did have a unique background in computers as my dad used to teach computer classes. Um, so since I was two or three years old, we had like an old Mac with a green screen, <laughs> and I was already learning how to boot up and do uh, uh, operating system command prompts when I was three and four years old, so I think that helped a lot because uh, we finally got computers in my school when I was in third and fourth grade, and I had to teach the teachers uh, how to use them, so uh, <laughs> I've always had a good background uh, in computers, and we were one of the first people uh, to have computers that I knew of, and then, like, my parents were cheapskates, and we come from a lower middle-class family, so they wouldn't get the Internet at first, and nobody had it back then, Connie, so what I did is I took a job, a part-time job, when I was really young, uh, just so I could get the Internet, and I started getting into learning how to build HTML, uh, write HTML, and this was before, like, CSS even existed uh, as far as uh, building websites go, and so I have a really good background to it, but... Uh, I, I came back in the game in 2007 after I was doing a lot of music production, running a record label, and learning how to produce music on, and sell it, try to sell it on the Internet. And I said, well, you know what? With all the effort I'm putting into this, I should just figure out something that's easier to sell. And that's when I got into this game, I guess. <laughs> well, that's I love that story. It's fantastic. And I love hearing about when you were just a toddler doing things with the computers because I believe that was right when I was first um, teaching in the classroom. And I was one of those teachers that, you know, wanted to have the computers and the other teachers didn't want to be bothered with it. So they dumped all the equipment in my room and I got to play with it and my students really had a lot of fun with it. So I think everything, it's, it's your perspective on, on the value of something. Oh, yeah, I absolutely agree, and and my dad's still a teacher to this day, Connie, and they're still resistant to using technology in classrooms in 2012, if you can believe that. It's, and I know you can't, because you've been in that environment. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, I'll tell you what, Jason, if you had been in my class, you would have been the teacher's pet, for sure, because you're smart and you love technology, plus you're always a great teacher, which you've now done in a huge way in the Internet. How how did you you know decide that you were going to start really teaching that's a great question, Connie. Basically, like, I try to I, – I actually started making money relatively quickly when I started taking Internet marketing seriously. Uh, I tried making affiliate cash, and at the time in 2007, the big idea was what they called, uh, you know, AdWords arbitrage. So you would pay a little bit for running these AdWords ads, and then ideally you would promote an affiliate product and you would make more money from the sales than you paid in the advertising. And I quickly realized that uh, there was a – even though it sounded really simple, there was a huge learning curve uh, and one that would take far too long for me to be satisfied for making money with. And <laughs> so I said, well, that's not going to work. And, and, and frankly, that model doesn't even work today, period, for anybody almost. But back then, some people were making it work. So I said, well, gee, what is a way that I can make money? Now, at the time, Connie, I, had a, I, I was completely broke because I was bankrupt pretty much. 
uh, from running this music business into the ground. I moved back in with my dad in a little apartment, and I had to take a job to, you know, help uh, pick up the weight around the apartment. And so I was working, painting houses. I had like a 30, 40-minute commute both ways. We would typically work six or seven days a week. I was only making 12 bucks an hour. And I'm like, i got to get out of this thing if I ever want to have a chance of building something online. So the first goal was to replace my income. And I noticed that I was, I was always a decent writer, and I thought, well, gee, there's people uh, that are outsourcing articles because article marketing just got really big in 2007, late 2007. And so I started writing articles for other people. I basically, well, one day when we had a rain out uh, from work, I sat down and wrote a whole bunch of different articles to show as potential for my ability to write. And then I went to the Warrior Forum, and I just responded to people's questions and had a little signature on the bottom of each one of my posts that says, hey, you want articles written fast and cheap that are still good? Uh, click here to check out what I got for you. And when I did that, I started getting clients immediately, and I started making money. And it, it, I'll tell you, it's not it's, it's decent money compared to what I was making, uh, but it gets old very quick, writing about stuff like, uh, buckwheat pillows, I had to write about that, and microderm <laughs> abrasion, I had to write about that. And, you know, after a while, you could only take, it seems like I could only take so much, but the good news, Connie, was I developed a nice skill. Uh, I was able to learn all kinds of tricks when it came to article writing by writing for other people. And so I thought, one day I took the plunge and I decided, you know what the heck, I'll just try to sell something on how I write these articles so fast and, and how they're high quality. So I, I basically published the system I had been using myself for three or four or five months, and I had no idea how well it would be received. Uh, you know, I priced the thing at four bucks because I was scared. I'd never written a sales letter before in my life, and so I wrote a really bad one, uh, but people were willing to gamble four bucks. It was no big deal. And at the time, four bucks, hardly anybody was selling stuff that cheap. Nowadays, it's like the big trend. But uh, people gobbled it up. They loved it. And honestly, Connie, about five years later, not only do I still make sales from that product without me even thinking about it, uh, which is great, but more importantly, I still have customers to this very day who bought it when it was $4. Uh, and, I, you know, when I did that and I made money so quickly, I thought, wow, this is easier than I ever imagined, and I'm just going to do more of this. So my, my mission quickly became find stuff that people want solutions for, build really cool, quick systems like you did for the article writing. Uh, once you develop the system, then you can go out there and sell it to them. And each time it gets easier because you now have a bigger customer list to go back to who's more re uh, ready and eager to buy your stuff because they like the last stuff you had. And if you do that for four or five years, you, uh, in my case at least, I've a you know, a seven-figure-plus business. And I, I think that is pretty common if you keep at it the way that I did for four or five years. Well, that's excellent, Jason. I, I love how you got started at the very beginning with that, where you were looking for a way, you know, to make money. You looked at, at something that you could do, a skill you could have, you could do easily that people were, you know, desperate to have people help them with. And then you took it through all the phases, all the steps that you just described, and then took it, you know, to the highest level possible. I think that's an excellent business model. I really do. Um, what I want to do now is kind of fast forward to what you're doing today because, I, you know, I've known you a few years, and it's just been the last, I guess, one to two years that you've partnered with Will Matos, who actually lives in Santa Clarita. He lives less than 10 miles from me, but it's not like we really hang out or anything, but he is close by. How did you come to know him and decide you were going to partner with him? 
Yeah, that's a great question, Connie. Um, Will was actually a customer of mine initially. He had taken some of my training, and so I knew about him, uh, and I knew what he was doing. I knew he was very technically savvy, uh, but like most programmers, uh, <laughs> uh, the marketing wasn't exactly something that he took to a fish out of water. But what was really cool is he kept getting better and better, and pretty soon like we formed a group where we wanted to do seminars and just give complete content, no pitching, and it's more like the customer appreciation event. So some of the guys that I came up with that I really liked, who really liked me, we all got together, and Will was part of that group. It was called Practical Profits. And we were sitting in a meeting one day. And this is this is hilarious, Connie, but I'm in this – we were doing a little mastermind before an event that we were going to do, so we would all meet. We were meeting in this conference room, and I said, uh, I go, I want this product to be able to clone WordPress blogs. Uh, so that way I don't have to set them all up from scratch every time I create one and do the same repetitive stuff. And, and, I, and I was expressing my anger because the only one on the market at that time really uh, was this thing that the website was closed during non-business hours, if you can believe that, Connie. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, it's closed during non-business hours, but it happens to be like in Sweden or something. So every time I would go to it when I was around, it would seem to be closed. I'm like, what the heck? Is this thing ever open? And I was so I was so mad. I said, you know what? I go, I really want this tool to use myself. I go, but I would love, I'm so angry at these people, I would love to put them out of business completely by just selling the lights out of my own version of what I could create. And I, I just said it offhandedly. Like, I, I never actually thought I'd see it through. Uh, and then we take a break, and Will comes over to me and goes, I can get that built for you. You want to partner on it? And I'm like, dude, if you can do that, let's go at it. And it's <laughs> Funny, Connie, because nobody thought that would be a huge seller, so for Will, because everybody else was in that room, they heard it. But far, uh, farther than that is, is even when we were developing it and stuff, people never had any idea that it would do any good or that it would be anything big. Although, although I had a very good idea that I would, because I knew exactly how I'd sell it if we did create it. But what's funny, Connie, is I am absolutely horrible at managing people, managing projects. And things like that. So I did what I normally always do. It's like if that person can't do it on their own without me talking to them and come back with something that I like on the first try, uh, it doesn't work. But uh, Will was the exception because we didn't even talk for two or three weeks after that. He came back and he goes, dude, it's done. And I go, oh, my God, this is awesome. (laughs) We talked about it, and we launched it, and it sold like over $100,000 or close to it the very first month we released it. And we weren't even using the best sales hooks. We figured that out later through trial and error. But we basically came onto the scene with a product that no, there was zero competition for because there was only one solution. We went in, we sold a whole bunch, and now if you look, there's about 50 copycats who copied us since then. Uh, they, 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 they're, they're finding that it's hard to beat us when we got in the market first. But more importantly than that, Connie, is the fact is we worked so well on that first one. And I I was like, I'd always kind of wanted to get into software to expand my value beyond just information products. And Will was clearly a guy that I didn't have to do any management with. He got it. And he could work with me in that way. And he, all my weaknesses were his strengths, and all his weaknesses were my strengths. So we're like, let's just start a business. And it just so happened that business was so successful that uh, we pretty much merged our other businesses or put them to the side and focused on that one. And, and you know, now that's solely all I create is, is, is stuff for our business, which is called Rapid Fresh Inc. now, uh, with the partnership with Wilson. So it's, it's just amazing how that happened. Well, what an incredible story. And, you know, the two of you, you're just you're just the greatest guys. You're 
you know, you're you have so much integrity and you're you're nice and you're you're brilliant and you know, for me doing a lot of affiliate marketing and then creating my own products to learn from you and to recommend you is just the ideal situation. So I'm singing your praises on a regular basis and I think you know that though. Yes, and I do appreciate it very much, Cody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just wonderful when people can connect, you know, intertwine together in this worldwide web that we that we still have online. So, what's next for you? What types of products and courses? I know you have your e-product class that's so exciting right now. What, what's coming up in in the near future? Yeah, we uh, we did a, some mobile last year, uh, basically mobile websites, WordPress themes. And that was our biggest seller ever in our company. It, we, it just blew our mind how how big the mobile market is. It seems like it's getting bigger and bigger than the Internet, and there's less and less competition because a lot of people don't understand it yet. And so we're focusing a lot more on mobile solutions this year. Uh, one of those solutions that we should be launching, hopefully at the end of February, is basically a text message plug-in. And typically mobile text message works like this. Like you'll see like, you know, uh, text this keyword to 90210 or some other five or six digit number. Right. Uh, and then what will happen is if you text, say, you know, say you text pizza to 90210, uh, then you'll get in return a response. And that might be that you've been added to a list to get coupons from this pizza place. Or it might be that they're going to notify you when special deals happen or whatever the case may be. So it's like an email autoresponder list or an email broadcast list, only instead of being emails, text message. And so text message is a lot more powerful in one sense. As of now, I don't know if how long it will stay that way before it goes the way that email has went. <laughs> and what I mean by that is uh, the more commercial communications that it's used for, the less the open rates, the response rates, and et cetera are going to be. But as of right now, it's just completely untouched. The problem is people are using short codes, and short codes are very tricky. They're, they can be very expensive, and it's like nothing's been predefined. We're going to go and use what's called long codes, which are actually real phone numbers that people can not only text, they can literally call the number. And it's like a voice uh, system to where like a recorded message would kick in, and it could automatically subscribe them to the list, but at the same time it could say, hey, press any key and we'll transfer you over to a live operator. Uh, so it has so much more flexibility and power. But what's really cool is we're, we're building this with a WordPress plugin, Connie, so people can literally log into WordPress, install it on any theme that they have, and send text messages to any list that they developed. And the whole thing costs is costs a dollar per number because you can buy uh, as many numbers as you want, but it's a buck per month per number. So you're buying, you're literally paying a dollar for a phone number. And then text messages are one cent out, one cent in. And so we're building a whole platform to uh, hook into this. Ability, and then we're gonna we're gonna sell it for two different types of audiences. One is gonna be those who are helping local businesses, because it's it's a slam dunk for me to go to a restaurant and say, hey, check this out. I want you to text this to this number. See what happens. Wouldn't you like to be able to do that to your customers? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, let me set it up for you. Uh, but on the flip side, even for stuff like we use text messaging for our webinars, and so basically we get people when they set up for a webinar, we say, hey. Would you like to be notified of this webinar and any future webinars that we do via text message? Just so put your phone number in. And then every time, like uh, the day before and then the hour before we do a webinar, we send a text message out to everybody. And that's just a nice extra way. Uh, you know, you're talking, that's, that, that makes us an extra couple thousand bucks every time we do that. And so we're going to get into text messaging. And 
the other thing I'll tell you real quickly too, Connie, is I can't give the secret away yet. It's uh, but I'll give you the idea behind it. Uh, we talked about how email is is not what it once was. You're not getting as many open rates. The deliverability isn't as good as it used to be. Uh, of those that you're getting opens, you're not getting as many click-throughs, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's still the most powerful media that I have at my disposal. But uh, the idea here that we're looking for is to get customers uh, not just on an email list but in multiple chains of communication. So that way if they don't see the email, they might see this thing or that thing or this thing or that thing. And, you know, we tried it with Twitter, we tried it with Facebook, but I'll tell you, Connie, in my experience at least, the noise on those types of social media platforms is crazy. Uh, so we are tapping into something that's bigger, actually, than Facebook and Twitter that has less noise, that's used more uh, in the sense that we can utilize marketing for and we're developing an automated solution for it uh, that we can set up and that will it'll almost act like an email autoresponder list, but... Uh, it's in a, it's in a very unique media. It, uh, unfortunately, I can't disclose more <laughs> than that right now. I wish I could. Honestly, I yeah, do. Yeah. Uh, but we've on. I used to be so much more open, Connie. But there's people out there that will literally steal my ideas and put them out before I did even product names that I used to mention. So uh, yes. I got to be a little bit tight lipped. But but it's instructive to understand my thinking. If if anybody's listening, uh, we're looking for ways to communicate and reach our audience above just email because I don't think you're going to be able to grow a business to a very large scale if you continue just to rely on email as your main communication means because it's not going to get better. It's going to continue to get a little bit worse and worse and worse, especially with stuff like Google Priority now. And then all the other email providers are, are copying Google. But Priority basically means this. If people enable that, if your messages don't get opened at first and more importantly responded to, like a reply, Google starts lowering their priority, and that makes sense, right? Because yes. if they're not responding to these emails, they don't seem like they're a high priority. And Google will lower the deliverability, the lower where they land in the inbox. So it's like most email marketing, you do not want them to reply to the email message. Instead, you want them to click on a link. And so that technology is going to get worse and worse and worse in terms of what email marketing entails. So it's good to start digging the well now before you're thirsty because who knows what the landscape is going to be like with email marketing uh, in two or three or five years from now. Wow, this this is huge. It really is. And, you know, I, I understand completely that you can't give more details than that, but I'm really excited about it and looking forward to that. And um, just, you know, I wish you the, the very best. I, I think this is going to really put you on the map in a, in a big way and we'll be able to say we knew you win. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. So the last thing I'm going to ask you about is social media. I noticed that you really are very rarely on Facebook, and I don't know if you're doing anything on Twitter at all. Um, why? Because I spend less and less time on those places myself. What is your your thinking? What is your strategy with this? It's an excellent question, Connie. When if, when when social media first got big, like uh, Twitter and Facebook uh, are two of the main things. Uh, I, I ignored it completely because it's very rare that I, I rush in when everybody else is rushing in because I'm very contrarian. I have found that if you do the opposite of the masses, you typically are not going to be any worse off than them, but almost always you're better than them <laughs> as far as what you're going to get with results. And so I stayed away from it. Then when it died down and all the fuss and the hoopla and the excitement was there and the smoke cleared, and it was back to status quo on those. Then I started looking at it and say, okay, now that the initial excitement's done, is it viable? So 
So then I went in and tried it, and we tried various things. And frankly, I guess it's different for me, Connie, because I was brought up just before the social media boom. And so I'd already had a nice established business, and I was already making money. So my opportunity cost in social media, while I could make money from it, it wasn't comparative to some of the other stuff that I was doing. And so, you know, it's weird. Like, you know, if I only made $60 an hour using it, I would consider that a failure at that time. And now, definitely a failure. But for a lot of people, 60 bucks an hour can be incredible. So I'm not going to discount the power, especially to somebody starting out with social media. But for me... That's one of the biggest factors is I can't find a way to make as much money with it as easily as I can with other tools or other things that are at my disposal. Furthermore than that, uh, I uh, I'm, believe it or not, Connie, a lot of people don't believe this about me, but I'm extremely introverted. Okay, The reason people think I'm extroverted is because I love doing the webinars and I love teaching, but I don't like going out and socializing and being with a lot of people. Uh, I was reading a study, and it actually, they say really introverted people, um, the uh, stimula, stimuli around them exhaust their brains because they're, they're highly sensitive to it. That's why they're introverted. And I have found that's true with me. I get exhausted going out to social events and stuff very quickly, but I could sit down alone and write for hours or record for hours or do the webinars and stuff like that, you know. Uh, and so I'm just not very social. And so I don't like to use social media because I don't want to be so easily uh, reached and communicated with because it just tires me out. Uh, so not only that, uh, I don't like the noise. It tires me. It exhausts me. It's, it's not a good return on my investment. And the final thing is, um, there's just so much stuff going on in there that it's it's like not only is it hard to get traction at a large level, um, it's high risk to even attempt to. But furthermore, it's like I know and you know and anybody who's on Facebook knows is they seem to change things every two months. You know, what you could do <laughs> two months ago, you can't do anymore. And then what you're doing now, you can't do two months from now. So if you try to create solutions and then sell solutions around that, you run into customer support issues and nightmares. And frankly, it's like, well, I'll leave that to somebody else that's braver than me to handle. But uh, uh, the only thing that I see a real value in is LinkedIn for social networking. And, and unfortunately, it's very narrowly defined on the types of, of, of business strategies you can use on LinkedIn. But I think the, I, I frankly think that's the best chance for most people to make serious money with social media uh, is to use LinkedIn because it has a lot of interesting applications. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Well, um, you know, I'm an introvert as well, so I'm going to look into more of, of those studies because I find myself exhausted in those social situations also and try to avoid as many as possible. And I love your, your take on social media, and we'll all have to look into LinkedIn as well. Well, Jason, I want to thank you so much for your time sharing your information here. Where is the best place for people to find out more about you? Yeah, that's at my blog. It's jmflad.com. J as in Jason, M as in Michael, F L A D as in the four letters of my last name. That's jmflad.com. And I don't update the blog very often anymore, but there's some really good content from the past in there. And then there's a list of some of my products there, so if people want to check those out and see what's going on, they can. That would be great. Excellent, excellent. Well, thanks again. Best of success to you and your business and to what you're doing with Will. And, again, I just want to thank you for sharing this time with us. Yes, thank you, Connie. Take care. You too.